0: I'm sitting in the subway station Manhattan is my destination Mm. Traveling on that dirty train Each day I live is much the same And I think, what can I gain Living in this endless game Homeward bound I wish i Silently for me Every day's an endless stream Of disappointment, broken dreams mm. And each day looks the same to me Assembly lines and factories And every stranger's face I see Reminds me that I long to be
1: oh. Homeward bound Homeward Bound. That's right, Homeward Bound. Here with Yigal Siegel on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back after a hiatus, and we're very happy to be back. We have some great shows planned for you, and some really exciting news coming up from Nefesh Benefesh in the next few weeks. Uh, the Bonet Sion prizes have been voted on. Yes, we have the information that the uh, the awards committee has already made their selections, and they will be made public very, very soon. I had a conversation with Rabbi Yoshua Fast today, um, gave me a little insight as to the uh, the process that it was gone through, and tremendous amount of nominees, tremendous amount of excitement. Uh, the awards committee met last week, and he said the process was just uh, very exciting and very rewarding, and it will be rewarding for five winners of the Bonazion Prize which is the inaugural year of the Bonitio Prize. And we look forward to being able to hopefully speak with at least one of the winners in the next few weeks and uh, to give you the information firsthand when we know who the winners are. I do also want to let you know about some uh, pre-Aliad planning meetings that are coming up in the United States, um, starting with uh, San Francisco on January 12th, Los Angeles also January 12th, uh, San Diego, um Uh, Also on the 12th, on the 13th, Bergen County in Paramus, New Jersey, there'll be pre aliyah meetings. Uh, pre aliyah meetings in Brooklyn are available on January 14th, in New York City on the 15th. San Diego Open House in La Jolla will be January 15th. And we'll give you some more information about other events that are coming up. Of course, our mega event, the Nefesh Benefesh mega event uh, is coming up in March, and we'll have many more details about that in the weeks to come. Exciting times here at Nefesh Benefish. This is the time of year where people are planning making their move to Eretz Yisrael a reality, and Israel is waiting for you, my friends, and Nefesh Benefish is here and waiting to help you with any information that you need. Uh, we're going to come back in a couple of seconds after this message from Nefesh Benefish with a great show for you today here at Homeward Bound.
2: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh 866 4 aliyah 866, the number 4ALIYAH. Or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel. nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now. nbn.org.il.
1: Right, welcome back to Homeward Bound, the show about making Aliyah to the Holy Land. And we are here today with Michelle Kaplan-Green. She is in charge of the Go North program. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us.
3: It's a pleasure. Nice to be here.
1: Okay. So first of all, let's just uh, talk a little about the history of the of the Go North program with the Nefesh B'Nefesh. This started how many years ago?
3: Go North started in 2009. Um, what we discovered was that most of our olim were making Aliyah to the center of Israel. Right. To Beit Shemesh, Modi'in, Yerushalayim, Ra'anana, Netanya. And there was a whole country out there that wasn't being explored. And there were so many opportunities for people that were looking for something different than what the center of the country offered. So we rolled out the Go North program. Um, at that time, oh, 50 to 70 people were moving to northern Israel a year from North America.
1: And that was just, that was through Nefesh Benefesh, okay. or that was even before Nefesh Benefesh? Started? No, that
3: was through Nefesh. Actually, that was through Nefesh Benefesh, and that was where we had the numbers from.
1: Okay.
3: And we just felt that that was an untapped market, and there were people that wanted the option to move north, but they didn't know any they didn't know how to learn about it.
1: Okay, so, so Go North is a, a specific program now, but the question I have is, before 2009... Uh Nefesh already had recognized that uh, there were people who specifically wanted something different, not not something like uh, the Merkaz or the center of the, of the land.
3: A hundred percent. But so, before we rolled out the program, we actually explored. We did our research.
1: Right. But before we get to that, so okay. what, what do you feel um, at that juncture, before there was any program, okay, before there were mm-hmm. any incentives or anything like that, why would someone want to be up north? I have my own reasons for it because okay. I, we happen to love <laughs> the north. My family loves the north. but. Why the north as opposed to any other place in Israel?
3: So I'm smiling because what you said is the reason that so many people wanted to move north. Because they do love the north. They love the greenery. Right. um, The outdoors. The option to be in touch with nature and still be in a religious or Jewish community. Right. To be in walking distance to a shul and to be living in northern Israel is a gift. You know, for many people who are observant, moving to Vermont or New Hampshire is just not an option. Right. Right. And Israel offers that option in the north.
1: Now, so one of the problems with the uh, with the north in general, before we start talking about specific communities there, one of the problems that uh, we've seen. I mean, I've been here for eight years, and we go off to the north, and it just it's a it's a big schlep, I and mean, it's a big schlep to uh, to get there from. We live in Jerusalem, so even from Renana or other areas like that, it's not easy to get to uh, the Kinneret or that area, uh, the Golan. <clears throat> the Galilee in general so have you seen since uh, I guess uh, Highway 6 has uh, is made is the northernmost part of Highway 6 I think is near Carmiel, or it's even before Carmiel. so has that made a difference in terms of people being able to access the, the rest of the country from the north
3: so that's a terrific question uh, Route 6 has made a huge difference Route 6 continues up to Zichron Yaakov Okay. however many and it will continue all the way up to Tzomet Kabri, which is where Naharia is, so Route seventy will, Route six will continue all the way to the top. Oh, the, they're in the middle the of the northernmost point of um, Israel. Okay. On along the coast, but what's exciting in addition to Route six is the expansion of the other roads. Um, Tzomet Golani, which is a major intersection in the right. north, has expanded. There, the traffic lights that people remember from three and four years ago are just gone. Right now, there are exits going all the way up north not traffic lights, it takes an hour to get from Yokneam right. to Tel Aviv. So by anybody's standards, an hour commute is not a big deal. Right, especially but for those of you
1: coming from the New York, New Jersey area.
3: <laughs> 100%. It takes less time to get from northern Israel to Tel Aviv than right. across the George Washington Bridge.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I, t- I can attest to that. <laughs> I was just there. But um, it, it, when you say that the Highway 6 is, is going up towards Naria, so mm-hmm. just Nariya is north of Haifa? Naria or, is north of Haifa, it's, and and it's going to go all the way there. Are they yes. in the middle of constructing it now?
3: Um, the plans are underway, but uh-huh. they focused on other other roads that feed out into um, the Upper Galilee and right. into the Golan at this time. Okay. Uh, in addition to that, the rail the rail is being expanded. Right, yeah, so, I wanted to ask you about that. Which is also very exciting.
1: Right, so where are where are major stops now for the, for the railroad? Obviously, from Haifa to Tel Aviv, there was always a rail line, but are there mm-hmm. new rail lines or just more so service? The
3: the, rail, the railroad um, begins in Naharia. Okay. And stops in Naharia, Akko, the Krayot. There are three stops in Haifa. Right. Binyamina, and then from Binyamina, it splits off into a commuter train. Okay. Where you can go to... Netanya and Herzliya,
1: right.
3: or you can go directly to um, Tel Aviv, the airport in Modiin.
1: Okay, so I mean, it's it, it, we, it's
3: very this easy. is audio
1: not audiovisual, which is a, a <laughs> shame here because I could use a map myself. But when we're talking about Nariya, um all the way down towards Tel Aviv, that's more towards the coast.
3: That's what I was gonna say. Imagine the Mediterranean that right. side so of the country, right? Exactly. That's a, there's a straight railway that goes straight down right along the coast. right so now co- the, living in coastal northern Israel right is really like living in central Israel. Okay. It's that convenient. The
1: question is though in, in terms of other areas up north which are not near the coast, as you move mm-hmm. more uh, eastward. East. let's say uh, there's a, one community which I'm familiar with now because of Rabbi Ephraim Schwartz, that's Carmiel. Mm-hmm. So, sure. So Carmiel, and I didn't realize this. Um, we just took a trip up north. Carmiel has thousands, tens of thousands of residents. I thought it was like a small place, you know, but it's a right. it's a real major. So it, so let's say from there, besides buses, which thank God, but the bus mm-hmm. network in Israel is pretty good in general. Are there, is there a train there? Is there, is, there a, is there a train now that's going from Carmiel down to Tel Aviv?
3: So there you have it as we speak. <laughs> okay. the tracks are being he laid. Comes. I've even <laughs> seen the tracks oh, really? being laid, which is actually really cool. That's yeah. a fun thing to do It's <laughs> watching a train being built. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> At least the tracks. It's like brio in real life. Uh-huh. Um, tracks are being laid out towards Carmiel from Haifa. That's going to be a direct line. Okay. Um, and in addition to that, the highway is going to, The I'm sorry, the train is going to run. New tracks are also being laid from Haifa through Yoknaam, Migdala Emek, Afula, and down to Beit Shan, which means that. Really oh, wow. That's a going way across the country. the country. Yeah. That's right.
1: So, really, and, and if you, I, I mean, for people who are not familiar, like Beit Shan is a major. Um, I, I guess it's a, it's really a city, even though it's it's less than a city. I it's mean, a sleepy city, but right. it's
3: becoming a city, right? And, a lot and of an archaeological site, exactly right.
1: Uh, and for those of you who drive up north um, through the beach, through the, uh, Jordan, right, through right. the Jordan okay. Valley, so that is like a major stop on the way. That's like a
3: right, which brings to light how close Northern Israel is to the center of the country, right. because really it's only forty-five minutes between Beit Shan and Yerushalayim.
1: Right, right, right. right.
3: You know, it's just on the and there we're talking about the eastern side of Israel as opposed to the western side of Israel, which is the coast.
1: Is is, is Haifa north northwest of uh, Carmiel?
3: No, Haifa is southwest of. Oh, it's Carmel. really southwest.
1: Okay, so you're not going out of your Akko, way if you go to Haifa from Carmiel, right? So you're going, you're going.
3: You're going. If you think of the letter Y. Okay. So if Haifa is if Tel Aviv is the bottom of the letter of the Y, okay, then or your that would be your elbow, okay, and then your wrist. Would be Haifa. <laughs> your thumb would be Carmiel.
2: On your right hand, everybody. On
3: your, okay, and on, <laughs> and your forefinger would be both then Akko and then Naharia. Okay. Okay, so now that we've that's done where the, the country g- kind
1: of like goes in from the Mediterranean. Mediterranean kind of comes in there. Right. Okay. <laughs> a we're abstract. getting there. We're trying to. Uh, we have to work on this. I Have to speak to Avi Levine about getting the, <laughs> the, a, a the visuals visual, on the radio. Visuals of this on the radio. <laughs> um, okay, so. So, it, but we're saying in general is that the north is becoming much more accessible, and especially, obviously, look for people who want to visit the north, they'll they'll spend the extra hour in the car. But we're talking about people who want to work, whether it's in Tel Aviv, whether it's uh, anywhere in Herzliya, whether it's in areas which. Uh, which are traditionally where people, you know, hang out. Even near, even near Anana, there's a there's major Microsoft is there, and all these different mm-hmm. um, high tech places. Now, the truth is, I've seen, and this is what I wanted to segue into, in in the north, there's uh, a lot of companies who are building their their offices in actually the north, not even in Haifa, but outside of Haifa. And what are the areas that you've seen? That have become much more commercialized over the last few years in, in the north.
3: Right. So I wanted to tell you that the exciting part is is that most of our Olim and most of the people who reside in northern Israel actually don't commute to the center. Really? They actually work in the north. Wow. So and which is very exciting because it means that you don't have to do that one hour commute every day.
1: Yeah. That's um true.
3: there are high tech centers, major high tech centers in Yoknaam, Migdala HaEmek, Haifa is an international High-tech center, right. Right. Um, Tefen, which is way up near Ma'alot, just north of Carmiel. Okay. Um,
1: And these are all, are these uh, satellite companies of existing companies that were in Israel beforehand, in Tel Aviv, in the different areas, or are these new companies that are just starting? Are these startups? What's the uh, makeup?
3: So actually there's there's a combination of um, companies that have had international investment, Israeli companies that have moved up from the center, um, one of the companies is, you know, when you exit a um, parking lot and the gate opens automatically. Right. They used to be based in Rishon Zion. They moved up to Yoknaam. Okay. Okay. They have about sixty employees. Melanox is up north, as you know. Google and Microsoft share share work in the same office building. Okay. HP, IBM, they're all they're all up in the north. Um, so there's
1: no reason really for and anyone to make that move. Only high tech. Right.
3: Wow, that's unbelievable. In addition to that, there are hospitals. Hospitals are a major employer in the North. So whether you're a doctor, a nurse, or in any other medical field, there's there's employment. There are schools. People live in the North, so they need to have schools. There are colleges and all kinds of support services, whether they're cottage industries or small businesses. Anywhere where people live, there's work.
1: Okay, so now... What in the in the few years since two thousand nine, we've talked about around four years that uh, that go north has been active. What are the communities that you see? I mean, we spoke about Haifa. We spoke Mm -hmm. about. I assume Tveria is uh, is also an area, or it's not that it's not an area within the um, within like uh, it's close Mm -hmm. enough though to these areas where if you want to live there, you could find find a job there. Right. So,
3: so if we focus on English speakers, there were terrific opportunities and. Communities that are growing that already have a network of English speakers and are just blossoming. Tavaria is a good example, as is, you mentioned Carmiel before. Carmiel is fantastic. Um, Ma'alot has about 50 families now. Really? When um, we started the program, there were about six. Okay. Um, and Naharia and- is growing in leaps and bounds. It's flat. It's on the beach. There's a wide variety of um, shuls, good schools. Um, like you said, Haifa, but Haifa also, in addition to, within the city of Haifa, there's Kiryat Shmuel, which is a bedroom community right. of Haifa, which is also a fantastic Dati community. Good schools, quiet, okay, so let's on a ta- train.
1: Let's talk about the schools for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, in other communities that we've spoken to, we've had Avi Silverman on the air about uh, different communities, and one of the things was what is there for Olim? What what resources are there for Olim, especially for children, in terms of Olpan learning Hebrew, um, and catching up if they're coming. If you're coming with older children, um, are there resources? Are these is this something that uh, I, I assume it falls under your purview mm-hmm. in terms of working with communities as to to offer these types of things? Are there any communities that are um, are ahead of the game when it comes to to trying to support their Olim?
3: Um, that's a terrific question because that really focuses on how does a family make Aliyah and how do they choose to move to a community? Um, so the answer is that, along, I'm going to take Ma'alot as an example. Okay. Okay, just to concretize it a little bit. Ma'alot has somebody from Nefesh B'Nefesh's Go North who works specifically with the community in Ma'alot to help them prepare and then to acclimate into the community. Oh, that's great. In addition to that, the city of Ma'alot has an has a A project manager who focuses specifically on English-speaking Olim just to their city, Um, and so what she does is she connects people with the schools. If the children have special needs, what their Hebrew their Hebrew level prior to making Aliyah, and she works together with the school to track the Olim to see how they're progressing during the school year, because the community is in the north Mm -hmm. and it's. Um, There are certain programs that the schools can avail themselves of in terms of extra support. There's very much a feeling of no child left behind. So if a child wants to take music lessons, they can take them um, at a reduced cost. They get two chugim, two after-school programs, for free in their first year of Aliyah. The city really does everything they can to help a child um, have a successful klita, excess, successful absorption, right. so that they can feel at home as quickly as possible. So, are, some children don't learn in a classroom.
1: Right. Is this replicated in other cities now? I so mean, it is.
3: Uh, Carmiel has similar programs. Nahariya, and a lot of we haven't. It's funny because here we are talking about the north, and we've only talked about cities, <laughs> but we haven't spoken about yeshavim small communities, kibbutzim, and Moshevim places that are also ripe for aliyah. Mitzpe is a good example. Where, they, where is that? Meitzpenitafa is in the lower Galilee, the Galil Tachton. Okay. Um about 3 minutes from Somet Golani. Okay. But by the time you get into the community, 3 minutes later, you feel miles away from a major intersection. <laughs> okay. It's quiet. They have about 500 families. And one of the very special things about Meitzpenitafa is they have a special program to help people make aliyah to the community. So, they actually have caravan, caravillo. They have small homes right. that are meant for people to live in for, the, for, for one or two years. And they have 15 of these units. And people can make aliyah directly from North America to these units. And then there's a, com- a committee that's set up so that people get invited for meals and their children are, know how to, um, the children of the issue are so used to olim that they welcome, know how to welcome other kids. Um, it's terrific, to Was it set up example. as an Anglo? Uh... It was not. It was not set up as an Anglo community. It was set up in the early 80s. But a number of English-speaking families joined the community right away. And they've always had, as the community's grown, English-speaking um, families have always moved in.
1: Let's say, you know, this is an interesting question. Let's say um, there's a, a group... I don't know, let's say five to 10 families. And, mm. and, and we get, I mean, this type of question has come by nefesh b'nefesh many times. But would you, f- would you feel that uh, if a group of five to 10 families, which is not crazy, let's say let's say three to five families, make okay. it a little more realistic, <laughs> um, they want to make Aliyah together and they want to do something which is a little more um, pioneering, halutziing, mm-hmm. as opposed to, uh, it, would the North afford that better than you think in other areas in the country?
3: I think that the North is ripe for fa- for groups of families that want to move. There are a um, a number of communities where that would be a possibility, especially communities that are currently growing, communities that have a Garin Tarani, which is an Israeli group of families that's also moving up, where the community already is looking at building community, and, and the American families together with the Israeli community families are really starting to get involved together, on their move at a grassroots level. Okay. So that could be very exciting. I would love to speak to families about that. We can definitely put that together. We do a lot of social networking. One of the things that's really important to the Go North Olim is the chance to speak to other people, not just the quote unquote nefesh-benefesh people. Right. So we have Facebook groups, Yahoo groups, and of course LinkedIn. Um, so that you can speak to people directly and that serves as a great catalyst for people to share experiences with people who are making, have made Aliyah more recently.
1: Okay. all right. So those groups, do you, do you have I'm addresses hap- for them? Or? Yes, I'm happy to give
3: <laughs> okay, to so share all the information. Facebook
1: group would be where?
3: Go North Nefesh Benefesh would be okay. our Facebook. <laughs> okay. And also we have one specifically for Akko, which would be Go North Akko. Okay. Um, so but I'll, you know what? Easy to How find. How do we do it? Everything best. anytime. If you type in "Go North Nefesh Benefesh,"
1: you find easy to things. find. Also
3: on our website, we have a website specific to the North. It's called GoNorth.org.il, mm-hmm. and on there, there's a button for social networking and the list. Oh, before great. our social okay. networks pops
1: up. And the best email address to reach you is go north at nbn dot org. IL? Yes. Okay. Go north at nbn.org.il. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. So um let's talk about the Golan for a second. Is that okay. is that um is that an area which is uh, is growing? Do you find that uh, it's uh, I mean I know just access wise, I remember the days when to get to the Golan by car was like uh, you know, you had to say to fill the like every five seconds when you're going around there. <laughs> And now it's obviously much more accessible. There's a lot more people there. It's a lot more stuff going on there. But the question is, in terms of Olim, do you find that there's an interest from Olim in going to the Golan specifically? And what is Nefesh doing there?
3: So in the Golan, that's a great question, because the Golan is really, I would say, the furthest right. location from the center. Um, we have a lot of Olim who have really had a good Salad Aliyah to Katsurin. It offers them the combination of city services, Right. Again, having somebody employed by the city to work specifically with English-speaking Olim, mm-hmm. a garin, a garin torani, which means that you have a strong indigenous Dati religious population,
1: right?
3: Um, that's very involved and community very community-oriented. Easy access because it's in the Golan, but you have public transportation as well. Mm-hmm. So you have the combination of being in the Golan and being in a town. So that's a very successful aliyah. Moving to the Yeshuvim Kibbutzim is an option, but it's a bit more challenging. It takes more legwork for people from North America in advance.
1: Well, would you consider Katsurina a city at this point? So
3: I still, <laughs> I, you know, I do call it a city because it is the city of the Golan, but honestly, I also call it a town. Yeah. Because it does have a town feel, which is very nice.
1: Very, very nice. Um, in general, I, I found that, uh, I mean, there's not a lot of... Um, Of job opportunities in the Golan itself, though. If if you're interested in working, it's probably going to have to, if you you want to live in the Golan, you would have to travel outside the Golan to find work. Is that true?
3: So interestingly, here we are talking. Yeah. And we were just talking about social networking. Well, social networking happens on the internet. So a lot of people who are based in the Golan actually just work on their laptops. Right. Right. Um, So that that has really enabled um, communities to grow. Mm-hmm. and people who are at a stage where they're building their careers to live anywhere. Um, so that's a good option for employment in the Golan. In addition to that, we have three physicians who have made Aliyah and who have moved up to the Golan, and they're working in the Golan or in the Galilaleon, the Upper Galilee.
1: Right. Is there a hospital um, in the Golan? There I isn't. The so.
3: closest hospital is in Svat; It's 40 minutes away.
1: Oh, that, right, okay. Okay,
3: but there are medical stations. Um
1: now we find a lot of people who are interested in moving to Tzfat.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Is that is that part of the Go North? Is At that the... Tzfat
3: is absolutely a very active part of Go North. It's a great community. It's actually more diverse than many of us. Oh, it's very diverse. Yeah. Um yeah. and it really takes walking through Tzfat to get to get the feel. What's fantastic about Tzfat is again, it's very very diverse, but very non judgmental. Uh huh. Um, there's very much a live and let live attitude. Yeah, I've seen that also, yeah. Um, and people are very warm and welcoming. In addition to um, the historic and the spiritual aspect of Tzfat, there's right. a lot going on. The new right. medical school has opened. Oh, really? Which is bringing people up. It's bringing up both people for the faculty but also students because in Israel, students are older. They tend Nobody starts medical school until they're in their mid-20s right. and early 30s. right. So you're getting young families moving to Tzfat. So it's in Tzfat itself? It's right in Tzfat. Wow. And of course, there's the hospital and there is Tzfat College. Okay. There are, as you can imagine, a lot of yeshivot and seminaries. Right, right. And again, like any other place, there's a population, that a consumer population.
1: Interesting. Very Um, interesting. Now, one of my favorite places is Kirachmona. Okay. I don't know why, just like... I also like yeah, it, so I'm I, smiling. <laughs> so um, how's that going with the... Is, is that is that a growing community when it comes to Anglos?
3: So Kiryat is going a little bit more slowly because there are options for communities that are closer. As you keep saying, well, how close do I need to be the, to the center of the country? Right, right. A lot of people feel that way too, and I can understand that. Um, so Kiryat the pace is a little bit slower. Of course there are English speakers there because we found them everywhere, but the um, the pace is a little slower. People who like Kiryat Shmona also like Maalot. And so they'll hedge their bets and say, you know what, I'm a little bit closer to centers of employment well, the, that way.
1: The Kiryat Shmona, I mean, Kiryat Shmona is really north. It's nor- more north than Svat. So I guess people who live in Svat and Kiryat Shmona are further away from these centers that you mentioned before of IBM and the high tech and... There's, those are, are closer down to the lower Galilee.
3: So I'm smiling. Here we are. I'm <laughs> thinking about how to use my arms and my fingers to describe the commute. But, use but the alphabet. Spot, use a good with the alphabet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but spot is actually closer than Kiryat Shmona Correct. Because spot is close. To, it's only 15 to 20 minutes from Tefan. It's only 30 minutes from Karmiel, which has high-tech centers and a lot of industry. So living in Spot and doesn't
1: preclude you working in any of the areas you mentioned before. Unless absolutely not. not. Kiryat is, is a little further up. That's so, right. right.
3: Kiryat Shmona adds 15 minutes to your commute so even that is by public bad. transportation. Right. It's really only about six minutes without public. Unless you, know, you want to be car. a ski
1: instructor to Harmon, then you can really...
3: And don't we all want to be <laughs> ski instructors? <laughs>
1: I don't know about this winter, but in uh, general, yeah, that would be nice.
3: <laughs> Uh, one okay. of the things that I wanted to tell yeah. you about, because um, I think it might be interesting for some re- listeners, are our pilot trips. We have organized pilot trips up to the north called Go North Pilot Trips. You can also find them on our website, um, which help people explore the north over a period of four days.
1: That's good. That's very um, good. We so organize going meetings. it's up and down, It's right?
3: Aliyah. That's right. It's Aliyah 101. Mm-hmm. We take you to different communities. You get to meet Olim. You see municipalities, schools. You have it's a great employment idea. Employment meetings, workshops about different aspects of Aliyah, and we run those about four times a year, and you can find them out about them on our website.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great idea. The truth is it's probably a great idea just to be able to see the north from a different perspective.
3: Right. It's the non-tourist it's, uh, perspective.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, Michelle, it's been really, really interesting speaking about the Go North program. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, again, anyone who's interested in more information about Go North... Uh, the website, again, is il. Okay, and anyone who wants to send an email to Michelle and her staff with any type of questions, what's the best address to use?
3: It's north at nbn.org.il. I okay. really look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for this time.
1: Our pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is Egal Siegel for Homerbound, and we'll be right back after this message.
2: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh 866 4 aliyah 866, the number 4ALIYAH. Or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel. nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now. nbn.org.il.
1: Well, that wraps up another great edition of Homeward Bound. My thanks to Michelle Kaplan-Green of the Go North program of Nefesh Benefesh for that uh, great interview about going north. And stay tuned next week when we will go south. We will be speaking to the director of the Ghost Program, Ravik Greenberg, here at Homeward Bound, along with some other great stuff. And look forward to seeing you next week here at Homeward Bound. Have a great week, everybody. Every
0: day is an endless stream of disappointment, broken dreams. Day looks the same to me Assembly lines and factories And every stranger's face I see Reminds me that I long to be Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home to Jerusalem, Home where my heart is lying Home where my destiny waits silent for me, tonight I'll sing sad songs again, lament this world of pretend, Mm. but all my words come back to me, this life of mediocrity, like emptiness in harmony, I need Hashem to comfort me. I wish I was Homeward bound Home to Yerushalayim Home where my heart is lying Home where but my destiny, destiny waits Silently for me Silently